Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. My name is Jenna Garcia, and I'll be your host. I am a mother of two, stepmother of four, super proud military wife, ex-wife, sister, daughter, stepdaughter, you name it. Since becoming a mother, I've been everything from a student to a working mom, stay-at-home mom, a mom that travels for work, an entrepreneur, the list goes on. I've always wanted to help people, and I suppose this might be one of the ways that I could do just that. I hope you find my podcast honest, entertaining, and helpful. If you're any of the things I am, or if you just want to hear my story, please listen and subscribe to the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. We're back! Today's episode is going to be about Gabe. Gabe is TJ's youngest son, my youngest stepson. Um, and Gabe is a very special boy. He's unique. Very, yes, He's unique, very unique. Quirky. Um, idiosyncratic. Yes. So um, he is currently 10 years old. Special little fun fact about Gabe is that he was born on TJ's birthday. So now it's Gabe's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> birthday buddies. Dad goes to the back of the bus. <laughs> um, but uh, so Gabe's about 10 years old. Um, going on 11. Going on 11. Um, knowledge wise, he's. He's extremely smart. Yeah. Gosh. So smart. Um, geez, I don't. It's it's hard to measure like how smart he is compared with how much he doesn't pay attention to mm-hmm. normal shit. <laughs> yeah. So starting from the beginning, Gabe was um, was he was five when we met. Uh, year wise. It was twenty fifteen, and he was born. Oh, nine. He 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 was not five yet when we met. He yes. turned five like a month after we met. Okay. No, he was five. He would have turned six. There you go. Yes. Okay. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I remember. I mean, we had been dating like a month, and um, I didn't know what to get Gabe for his birthday. So I asked you for ideas. He was also included in our first date. Um, yes. His piggy bank, his little he rocket was, piggy bank. Yeah, I talked, or we talked about that. Mm-hmm. We were on that episode. Um, but anyways, TJ's like, well, you know, he's going to need some spring clothes because his birthday's in the spring or summer clothes. I'm like, all right. So I went to like the Gap or Old Navy or something and bought him some stuff. and Like you just know, a couple things, nothing, yeah, not a, a new wardrobe or anything shorts, like that. Yeah, a couple shirts. But I thought like... It's my first gift to him. I can't just get him clothes because then he'll be like boring. It's totally could have. Ditch he this loved lady. It, just saying. So I threw in some chocolate pudding, like a snack packs. Which was, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Just saying. I'm smart. But anyways, so um, he loved it. And he actually mentioned that not long mm. ago. Something about the pudding. He yeah, remembered that. That was within the past couple months too. Yeah. That was like five years ago. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, Over five years ago now. 
Gosh, let's describe Gabe. So, um, we have suspicions that Gabe is um, slightly on the on the spectrum. spectrum. Um, I'm positive he has Asperger's, but um, only because he he can still he does normal social interactions when he's interested, and when he's not, mm-hmm. he's in a book, one hundred percent of the time. If there's or not a person off. in the room that he cares to be. You know, engaged with. He's reading a book. Excuse me. Sorry. I warned you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, he's just a little. There's nothing different or weird about him. He is. He's just got an engineer unique. brain. He's always thinking. He's always processing something. Yeah, he is not one that I've ever struggled with um, emotionally. I feel like he and I have always been fairly close. Um, he has a different way of showing affection. Yes. and um, Which I think is super cool. It is. It's very special. he always did that to me too. Yeah. Um, but with Gabe, my biggest struggle with him was getting him to listen and hear me. Yeah. Cow. But, you know, uh, through the years mm-hmm. I've figured out my ways. You know how I put my hands on his cheek you know, and I'm like, look at me, and then I say what I'm gonna say, and I I feel like that helps. Or um, his way of kissing is like, just touching your head with his, and then kind of mm-hmm. nudging a little bit, like he like he, a cat. Like yes, he's very yeah. much like a cat in the way he acknowledges affection, and then in the same way as a cat, he's just okay. I'm done. I'm gonna go now. Yeah, but he it's almost like he looks like he's gonna headbutt you, <laughs> but. Then he just very gently touches his forehead to your forehead. And then kind That's of, how it starts. He it kind of rubs like he'd like do a little rub side to side, very gentle, very soft, mm-hmm. and then and then he'll just stand up and kind of walk away. One of my most favorite memories, I will never forget the way I felt in that moment. I don't remember what house we lived in or where we were I don't remember but I remember I was clipping his mm-hmm. toenails and I I sat on the floor with him like in my lap in between mm-hmm. my legs mm-hmm. and was clipping his it's nails easier that way. yeah I think it's easier it's way that easier. way but I was clipping his nails and he just started rubbing his mm-hmm. cheek on my cheek and then like rested his head you know next to mine with his cheek touching mine like the whole this. time yeah and I think that's when you said like he must really love you. He's a sensory kid, and he doesn't mm-hmm. do that unless he... Is comfortable. Love, and, trust. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to be generic about it, but love and trust, and, like, he believes that this situation is, like, that's where he wants to be, and you love him for doing it, that kind of a deal. But he just, he leaned in, and then he just stayed there, and he probably zoned out, but he, he knew he was in the right place with you. Yeah. Especially in that moment. Yeah. Because you're a very soft person when it comes to, you know, how you how you do like very simple things. Like you're 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 very close and soft, and I feel like he nurturing. I, I feel like he uh, he just he absorbs that. Yeah. I, I he think, could feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was his. That was that's his language too. That's like that's how he speaks. He doesn't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a big talker, but when he has something to say, a lot of times he doesn't, he can't or won't say it with words. He'll just walk up to you and like, hug you and touch you somehow Mm -hmm. to acknowledge, um, 
that's usually his yes. Yeah. His no is typically he hangs his head and does nothing. Or he'll smack you. <laughs> Not us, but other kids that make him mad. With a book? That yeah. chick deserved it. You know, another thing, though, um, that I was just thinking of is in the Caldwell house. So, you know, our first year together... I was sitting on the couch next to him, and he was year. rubbing his foot on my leg. Mm-hmm. He was a sensory kid. Yeah, and he even did that when I was at Joe's the summer you were deployed. He's he was still, sitting he'll still on do my... that now if you if you give him yeah, a second. Like he's just getting just... bigger. He doesn't sit on my lap. If he sits next to you, he'll just like his hand will just like he'll just start like petting you, petting basically. like your leg or something. He'll just yeah, like, he'll just start arm. touching something, mm-hmm. and as he touches it, he'll slow down, and then he'll be like, oh, okay. And then he'll lean in closer, and then he'll he'll start touching your face or mm-hmm. just it's random, but and he's such he'll a, always touch. Yeah, he's such a bad kid, so bad. He's the worst, have, actually. I have had to ground him from books. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's actually happened that's multiple so times. When when he when he messes up, we have to ground him from books, and that's the only thing that he. Like, that's the only thing he'll, like, cry about. Yeah. but Like, hey, you're grounded from Legos. He's like, whatever. You're grounded from your bike. I don't care. Do it. Do it twice. Right. Like, hey, put away your book. You're not touching a book for at least two days. And he's like... (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know what to do themselves. He'll walk around the house just, like, walking in circles. Like a zombie. It's crazy. A zombie. Yeah. Because this kid is a reader. Yeah, and you know, I mean, gosh, he probably mm. reads twenty hours a week, easy. Like, oh, I bet it's more than that. Well, more. In I the bet he summer, loses sleep over school. books. Yeah. At his. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, I'm. I don't ground house. him. I don't ground him from it, mm. and then he doesn't read at all. Like he's still reading ten mm. plus hours a week. I bet. Yeah, we're not having a dire effect on his reading. Uh, capabilities yeah. for him to be a super villain someday. But usually, like, if we're cleaning the house, you know, well, he used to. He's gotten much better about this now. Um, but he used to rush through whatever he was supposed to be cleaning, and then I'd find He's... him sitting reading a book while everybody else is still doing mm-hmm. things. And so that's why he would get grounded from the books, because he'd just rush through whatever the task was. His focus was. was reading. Yeah. Um, side note, this kid started reading at the age of three. Mm-hmm. Without um, being taught, only he had so only been read to. We we would read to him. Uh, me and my ex wife, we'd read to him, and and the and the rest of the kids every night, uh, for a little bit, and then one night I went into his room and I was like, "Hey, Bugs, you want to read this book?" And he was like, "No, I can read it." I'm like, "Okay, well, read it to me out loud then, because I've never heard that story." And he read this whole book to me, and he was three years old, going on four. But he just read it out loud, like he'd, like he'd understood this from the dawn of time. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because we never taught him to read. We know, you know, you you think they're like you teach them and then they do it. After that night, I was like, uh, he knows how to read, and he's not even four. I'm not really sure what to do with that. Apparently, I near as I can tell, he had just been listening and putting two and two together with. As you read, he looks at the words like across the page, and when you flip the page, like he got the cadence of it, and figured it out. Sounds and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And by the time he was four, like he was just, he never put a book down. He was never taught to read. He just started doing it. Like he he had way way more of a hard time, his with his bike without training wheels than he did reading. 
Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand, but we also we don't uh, we don't discourage reading. We use that as our actual like. He's the only one that works on the mm-hmm. punishment for you can't read a book today. Well, Izzy. It well, works with Izzy, too. That only, that's only because we're taking away her private time, not reading time. Right. That's time where she gets to be alone and read, but it's about being alone, not yeah. reading. Like, during the summer, um, this past summer, I had a job for most of it and was not home during the day, and obviously you work, so you weren't, but um, I told her, like, you have to have an hour of interaction with the other kids every morning and every afternoon, so two hours a day total, because <laughs> otherwise she'd just sit on her bed and read all day. Which is fine, but I want her to also have... If she was an only kid, that'd be fine. Right. I want her to have interaction with with the other kids and build those memories. And Those are the three or six the... kids here. Yeah. If Jaden wasn't at work, um, there was six and... Five, if Jaden wasn't here. Fuck. <laughs> you lost track already. No, it's... <laughs> if Jaden wasn't at work, there would be six kids here. Yes, sorry. I thought you said he was at work. My bad. <laughs> anyway, um, 50% of them like to read as opposed to engaging with humankind. So, whatever. Gabe so, is, however, the most. If that kid could read instead of peeing and eating and sleeping, he would do that. Mm-hmm. That's how intense he is with it. He, he just, he'd rather read. Yeah. Um, it was even, I mean, he wet his pants up until he was probably eight years old. Eight years old, I think, was the last time we really had not, uh, an issue with it. Yeah. Because it was right about the Simile. time we came to here. Yeah. From there to here, the simile has to here. Yeah. And we're like, we are done with this shit. Yeah. And because he you need would... To, you can read all you want, but you better get up to pee when you need to pee. Yeah. Or you're not reading. Or you're, or you're never not... going to read again. Yeah, or you're not playing Legos. So or... he started actually getting up to pee like he'd wait till the last yeah. second should we tell him what he did what do you mean the what with this sniffing should we tell him no no keep it positive for now keep it positive for now <laughs> um anyway so you know a lot of time we spent um back and forth trying to work with him on this Event, you know, eventually good. eight years old, he, did, he did, good. did good, yeah. But I mean, it was so bad, he was hiding it from his mom. We still don't know if she knows or if she ever noticed or had suspicions. Well, I noticed, I don't I think, everything. I don't think she would have noticed to begin with just because there's hey, there's three kids, something smells like pee, and let's just wash some clothes and then let's fold them three weeks later. So, some people are like positive. that, but that, that is positive, that did happen. That is a positive thing that happened. Positive I'm positive fact. that happened. <laughs> um, but here we don't we don't we don't do that shit. Yeah. If there's a load, it's washed, it's dried, and it's and folded it and like put pee, away. Somebody's getting called out. That's right. I I am dancing, guilty. I if they're have, dancing while they're reading a book. You better go take a piss, yep, or you're gonna sniffed, buy me a couch. I have sniffed so many pairs of underwear. And it's not even funny. To be fair, this day to this day. And I think it's been at least two years. Zero incidences of people dribbling in their in their underwears. Mm-hmm. Yep. For all of them. It's Every single one of them. My method works. <laughs> I feel like my method worked on top of yours. Potty training. Well that but was my that was still an ongoing method. That was still an ongoing method. Anyways, so um, We haven't had sh- we haven't had any of those in a couple of years though. So that's yeah. dynamite. So um 
a couple of other things I wanted my... to mention about Gabe was um, his lisp. So oh. I have, I use doTERRA essential oils and um, the kids each have their favorite. So um, Citrus Bliss. Gabe loves <laughs> Citrus Bliss. And so when he says it, it's just the cutest, funniest, sweetest thing. And I'll have TJ do an impression of him in just a second. But in the meantime, um, just things that, you know, uh, parents have to deal with with kids, but also being in the stepmom side of it, um, Gabe's teacher had emailed us and Gabe's mother um, saying that she was concerned about his lisp because the other kids in class couldn't understand him when they read aloud. And I told her, like, of course, like, Mama Bear gets defensive because I can understand him. And I don't think, I mean, it's a lisp. It's not anything, you know, extreme. And I don't care if he has the lisp until the day he dies. I think it's cute and I think he'll grow into it and he'll be fine. But, um, I told her, you know, that I didn't agree with the speech therapist for his lisp. And I kind of gave her a couple of, um, hints on what I do here at home. Um, you know, telling her how I tell him to stop, think about what he's going to say and then speak, enunciate and speak loud and clear. And then, you know, that would seem to help. But, um, long like story the short. The most effective thing we did was tell him to swallow your spit because oh, he, yeah. he gets a lot of spit in his mouth when he talks and it makes it like much more, frankly, much more lispy. But because if his mouth is, you know, normal, not full of spit, he, it's just a lisp and it's very, very, like low key. Yeah, and now I I've noticed even sometimes before he goes to speak, he'll do his he'll swallow his spit. Swallow, yeah. Because he has a big tongue. It's um, like flat and wide. He has a big tongue, so like yeah. he has, you know, that that wasn't his call obviously. So we never we never gave him shit for it, but we wanted him to just not be like having spittle coming out of his mouth when he speaks because even you can have a lisp and be Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, people will just stare at you and listen to you talk and not worry about your lisp. And that that's not what we're going for. We're not really worried about what the world thinks of him. But we told him, hey, you know what? Swallow your spit and I can hear you more clearly. And you can communicate more clearly. And he gets way less frustrated. Because mm-hmm. he does get frustrated. But he's also so quiet. So when he talks, it's like barely above a whisper. It's low, low. Mm-hmm. Like we have to tell his kid to... Speak up. I make him yell sometimes. I would say at least once or twice a week. Like when mm-hmm. we're talking to him, like, hey, yell just what you're going to say, and he'll yell it. And when he yells it, it's crystal clear because he's not like worrying about how it sounds. How it sounds. He just, yeah. he yells it and he, he has like a kind of a lisp. Yeah. It's then scary. when he opens his mouth, like when he speaks, he has almost no lisp. But. While he's being his little low self, like swallow your spit, speak again, and it's crisp and clear. Mm-hmm. Even with a citrus bliss. <laughs> Instead of citrus bliss, you know what I mean? 
there, there's a difference there. And like he wasn't he wasn't really thinking about that before because Gabriel also does not talk much. Yeah. You would not no. know no. that no. he is in the room unless no. you are actually paying attention to him. Or speaking to him yeah. or he's speaking to you. Like yeah. you will almost you will never hear this boy. But I think and and of course, this is just my perception because I don't know what happens at his mom's house. But the girls are so boisterous they're and just, in they your face. Animated characters. They need attention. They're always mm-hmm. there. Mostly Zoe. Mostly Zoe, but but Izzy. Izzy used to be that way too, though. At the same time. Yeah, Both she's of them gotten used to just more be, quiet over the last you year. Know, oh my god, over the top. But um, but I think that Gabe is just quiet because they his sisters no. are the way they are and i think that in I feel like that he chooses to be quiet cuz he oh, wants to yeah, be oh yeah for sure i think he likes being left alone i think he likes books but but i think that at that house a lot of times he is just in the background overridden yep and um and he i i don't think he minds that but in this house it's different because he's we got expect him to all speak up and, and buddies here. You got something to say. We expect you to say it, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. But he does good. Like I try and work with him on using his voice because he. There was a girl on the bus that was doing something, and this was a couple years ago. Yeah, he just turned around and whacked her with a book uh-huh. right in the face. No, nope. um, she was singing, being a a jerk. Yeah, and then smacked him on the back of the head, and he doesn't like this, by the way. He, I wouldn't like it either. She smacked him on the back of the head and trying to take his book, and then, with the book in his hand, he whips it around, backhands this girl with this book, and then, uh, you know, he got kicked off the bus. He got kicked off the bus for this, which is a huge inconvenience because we're in a whole separate for three town. days. Yeah, we're in a whole separate town. His mom lives in the country. Well, I wouldn't call it country. She lives in the devil's asshole in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) She lives, yeah, in the middle of nowhere, far from their school still. Um, About as far as we are from their school. This little girl's dad went to the bus company. Mm -hmm. and uh, Because he left a mark, a red mark. Well, he he fucked up her eye, I think. Like, give her a black eye or something like that. It wasn't a black eye, it was a red mark. So what I'm saying is... um, her dad went with her to the bus company and Gabe and um, Gabe's mom went there. I wasn't available at that point. I don't remember why, but I was not able to be there. I think it was a first sergeant thing. Um, so they go there and the little girl's dad was obviously initially very incensed, um, very upset that somebody had done this. But it turns out he knew his daughter was extremely like outgoing and and very much like in your face in your face kind of a girl and when um they had described the incident this man this grown man with his little daughter said that sounds about like her and then he said you know what never mind and i'm sorry because of what she did to gabe because she smacked him on the back or hit him on the back of the head in some form and then he backhanded her with the book he was reading a book Right, but... He wasn't trolling. Okay, I know. Here's here's my thing. One, if he had come home or if we had gotten a call saying he can't ride the bus, 
I would have asked him about it specifically. Not really the point no, as far but, as Gabe goes. No, but what I'm saying is I would have asked him what happened and tell me what happened. And he would say, you know, she did X, Y, Z, and then I hit her. Well, okay, there's We room. heard about this afterwards, by the way. Right. He told us this way afterwards. Yeah, there's room for improvement. Yeah. You know, so of course, the way we teach our kids, ask them to stop. If they don't stop, remove yourself from the situation if you can. If they follow you, then you can defend yourself. But he didn't use his words. He didn't ask her to stop. I'm not defending Gabe. I'm only saying this little girl's dad knew his girl, little girl was that. Yes. Like she was being that aggressive. But. And did not fault Gabe. And that's why he was allowed back on the bus earlier than what he was supposed to be. Yeah. Because but, he knew his daughter was being a bitch. Yeah. But me as a mom. Because I Because he had met Gabe at that point. Yeah. He was like. But I would have asked that's those... That's the kid? I would have asked those questions to Gabe, and then I would have called the bus company and said... We're not, we're not doing a mom competition. It's not a mom competition. I'm saying I would have called the bus company and said, this is what my son says. Like, I'm going to defend him. He wouldn't have said anything. He would just come home with a sad look on his face we because always, he had messed up. But we always ask, how was your day? Oh, no. The, the phone call would have come with him coming home. Yeah. I got the phone call from his mom yeah. saying Gabe's been kicked off the bus for three days because of this thing. We have to go meet the bus company and the other parents. I'm like... But she didn't ask him about it, to my knowledge. Otherwise, she would have found this out before the meeting. She got a phone call and that was the story she got. Yeah. Now, in this meeting, this little girl's dad was like, yeah, I kind of feel like we're in the wrong here, so... No harm, good for him. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Basically, it turned out, no harm, no foul. Yeah. He's like, uh, sorry that she was trolling you. Um, you should probably not hit other kids. Yeah. Totally fair. And we... Which we were not, I was not expecting with that, that meeting. I was expecting, like, you know, just some overbearing dude with an entitled kid. And mm, this yeah. girl, little girl's dad was actually very, very, very receptive. Like, hey, my daughter can be a bitch sometimes. And, and then uh, in the same room, he meets Gabe, and he's like... Wait, Gabe is not what the a what bully. the sh- what the shit are we yeah. doing here? Like, he even why would you do like that one. to this kid? Yeah, he's like, you know what? Uh, let's call it a draw, and yeah. then Gabe got to go back on the bus because Gabe is a little tiny quiet guy. He's not a he's not like going on to be a serial killer or anything like that. He's not that kind of quiet. He's just a if you mess with him enough, he's gonna take a swing, which we found out a couple times a very you know very randomly if you leave him alone he's actually a super cool dude if you if you fuck with him he's gonna swing at you well which we were not i was not expecting that in the but he house. doesn't he doesn't do that in this mm-hmm. house he's never done that in this house yes he has and that's which why kid? we had a talk with him it was zoe no he did that at cammy's and zoe like tattled to us when she came he did to it us. here once hmm, i don't remember that it was a dumb toy thing they were playing with toys, oh, and she, she was, smacked her hand. Zoe was trolling. Like yeah. Zoe's a troll. Yeah, but we'll get to Zoe later. Yeah, but Zoe's it, a huge troll. But that's why he, he's used to to trolls. I promise you. Yeah, I believe you. Izzy not so much now, but I guarantee Zoe is pretty much the the troll that's gonna turn this kid into a, a you know. Yeah, but I we have we haven't had any issues. Just be angry in our house and. As far as I know, I don't think there have been any issues at, at Cammy's. Well, no. He's also got here, not Jaden, uh, he's got a uh, big brother, 
and like little brother, like they they've got some dude time, and Matthew the girls and come in, and then the girls are trying to impose their shit on the on the boys, and you know how little little kid dynamics work out, where eventually everybody's trying to troll everybody, and then eventually somebody has to be the tough guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Gabe's not really the tough guy, but he's easy to troll, and I think that's why he actually. Um, gloms onto Matthews because Matthew is big, big enough troll. to he's big <laughs> enough to also tell other trolls to just he's yeah, he's there, he's like there to beat off other trolls blanket. Yeah. which I don't I feel like he shouldn't be because this kid should be able to fin off trolls for himself this is dumb kid shit yeah but anyway so let's see what else is there with Gabe I'm trying um, to think I don't know he's just the sweetest quietest He's a doll. Yeah. Um, I've been his dad for <laughs> ten years, going on eleven, and I can sit next to him in the bleachers at one of Izzy's volleyball games. He'll just sit next to me and read a book. He won't like hug me and kiss me or anything like that. Yeah. He no. doesn't cheer for. I haven't her seen him in two weeks. He'll just there. he'll just sit there with a book in his lap and just read a book. Mm-hmm. Like I'll rub his head and he'll look up at him and be like, uh huh, and then he'll go back down to his book. No matter who's in the room, that's what he's doing, by the way. He's reading a book. Yep. He had two chapter books with him for an hour volleyball because game. Because he was pretty sure he was going to... Well, he was almost at the end of one, so he yeah. wanted to make sure he started the other. Yeah. Six and seven in a series of seven. And, and Zoe had, like, a soda, and she was, like, leaning on us, like, slurping on a soda. And yeah. actually, she actually cheered on Izzy a couple times, like... Yeah. I don't know. Bugs is... He's in his own world. He's his own kind of dude. He's in his own world, and... Someday, I honestly believe he will probably be an engineer of some sort. Yeah. He'll do big things. A he'll thinker, um, a writer, uh, just some guy who can. I think he'll be a creator, an inventor. That's what I mean. Like he's gonna be, he's yeah. gonna have, he'll be innovative because of yeah. all the things that he's read since he was three. We're going on five, six years now from the time he started reading, and he's read all the books we've ever had. The books we have in our house, and we have a lot, um, he's read all of them, minus the stuff on my shelf. Or my books. <laughs> which uh, we don't, you know. Well, he can read, like, Sherlock Holmes. He'd like that. I swear to you, he would love Sherlock Holmes. He would. But he, he does prefer, like, a an adventure, so that actually might work. Yeah. But he's a good dude. Um He's, he's bright-eyed, also, he's bushy-tailed, he likes riding his bike. He's the first one up every morning. Always. He's, like, we walk out of our bedroom and he, he'll hop out of his bed and be like, Oh, can we have breakfast now? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we can have breakfast now, Bugs. Did you pee? I'm like, yep. He's like, he'll pee an hour before we get up. Yeah. It's, oh, let's talk about how... He is the slammer. <laughs> how... He slams down the toilet seat. And so... thumps when he walks. And he's tiny. So, this guy. our... Our first house together had um the hardwood floors upstairs oh my god it sounded like a, so, a dog a huge dog running through the house yeah so and our bedroom was right next to the kids bathroom so in the middle of the night we'd hear you dun, do dun, 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 dun. what kong 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 and then he'd slam the door open like whack dun, 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 dun. <laughs> boom into his bed 
He's so loud. He can't be quiet if he tries. I yell at him all the time going up the stairs because he, he like, clomps. stomps up He's the stairs. He's a clomper. Yeah. I'm like, stop stomping. It's always him or Ryan. And if, yeah. if they're both here, it's definitely Gabe. Zoe, Because Gabe is a fucking clomper. Like the three little. That's when they run. Yeah. That's when they're, they're just stomping up the stairs. Yeah. That's what we get for buying a two-story house again. I know. Similarly was amazing. Downstairs, yeah. Similarly house was amazing because it was a one-story house. Our last house. Nobody was clomping because... It was a one-story house. And it was on a slab, so you, all we heard was like the... clunk from the door and the toilet well, we're and the sink. Yeah, we were on the opposite side of the house. Yeah, we were on the other side of the house. You have anything else on Bud? I think we've covered him. I think we nailed it. Um, his name is Gabriel Rick Garcia. Uh, I picked Gabe and I picked Rick. <laughs> I picked Gabe... Uh, Gabriel, because he was an archangel. I picked Rick because I had an uncle that died before I went to Iraq 10 years ago. And Gabe was uh, born right around that time. So, you know, actually he died uh, obviously before I went to Iraq, but uh, I, I thought that was like a kind of an appropriate thing. Good timing, yeah. He's Something. also the polar opposite of my Uncle Rick. My Uncle oh. Rick was an outgoing jackass. <laughs> um, he went to the army so he didn't have to go to prison. But he was an awesome, awesome man. And he was very loving. He good a, dad. He was good a hardcore husband, dad. Yeah. A good husband. Um, something that I just thought of was um, when Gabe was born. And you mm. were out of state. Oh, so. Story. All three of these, uh, the kids, were born... In Nampa, Idaho, is he Gabe and Zoe? Um, Gabe was born March twenty fourth, two thousand and nine. Uh, I was stationed in Georgia at a brigade gunnery, and I was in the middle of the gunnery. Um, his mom was pregnant, and uh, I had sent them home because I was getting ready to go to Iraq, or training to get ready to go to Iraq. And I was going to be gone for a few weeks just doing this training. Uh, so I sent them back here and... And Iraq for an extended period of time. This was March like of the year... I left in December, but I, I was going to be busy for a very long time. And she was getting ready to, you know, have Gabe. Um, I was um, not able to immediately break away to come back here for his birth. So he was born um, three weeks before I met him. Uh, and I didn't meet him until three weeks later. Three, three and a half weeks old he was. And he ran into a complication. Uh, he became anemic and needed a blood transfusion. So um, we had just finished our gunnery and I was going to come back home anyway, but it, like it was within a couple hours. I got a lot of phone calls and, uh, said, Hey, Gabe's not, not doing so good. Uh, he's in, uh, St. Luke's in the NICU, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, he needs a blood transfusion. They will not authorize it unless you are here in person, which I thought was bullshit. And I don't know if that's the true case or not because it was my health insurance and all that, whatever. So I went to my platoon sergeant and my commander and I said, Hey, so I'm leaving in the morning. I'm going to go home 
uh, to meet the son I haven't met yet. My platoon sergeant didn't know that he had been born. It was James Gilliland. He said, uh, you shouldn't have been here this whole time. We didn't know you were having a baby. We've been having a baby for nine and a half fucking months now. Right. <laughs> so you don't have that excuse. I said, I'm leaving. I'm going to uh, drive to Atlanta and get on a plane and go back to Idaho and meet my son uh, because he's, he, was, he was in a bad shape. Um, so I go to the commander's office and he said, uh, I'm going to give you 30 days of emer- uh, leave right now. If you need something more than that, you let me know. Uh, we'll put you on emergency leave. No big deal. They were very supportive. You let me know how this goes. Um, I really hope it goes for the best. And the platoon sergeant that I had at the time, he was like, "Hey, man, I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't know this was happening right this minute. Uh, you, you should have been home for this." And I said, "You should have been better at listening to your squad leaders and your and your team leaders. We wouldn't be here right now." Anyway, uh, so. I told him I'm leaving and whether or not to come back is going to be based on, you know, how this goes. I said, if he's going to die, I'd really like to meet him first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my buddy Johnny and his wife um, drove me to the airport in Atlanta. I flew to Idaho. This was at like Straight n- to the 9 or 10 in the morning. I got to Idaho. It was in the afternoon slash evening. And... Uh, Cammy's dad picked me up from the airport and drove me straight to St. Luke's. And I walked, you know, I, you know, this is like 12, 15 hours. Like, it's not that far, but you know, layovers and all that. I get to the hospital and I, I go upstairs and I, I walk into the room. I, uh, I was pretty angry. I don't want to tell that part of the story. Um, I got to meet him. He was tiny, but he, he still looks like Bugs. Yeah. Like he still had like the little little bug he face just, and all that. He was just super tiny. A little rounder. And uh I had to be like there to authorize a blood transfusion for some reason because he was anemic and I said, You I got this call less than twenty four hours ago that I needed to authorize a blood transfusion. I can't do this over the phone. Why is that? And the doctor was like, Well and I said, You need to get the fuck out of this room right now and go get me a new doctor. Bitch, I got shit to do in Georgia. My family's here. There's a three-week-old baby here on the table. You need me to be in the room for this? Are you fucking kidding me? So I unloaded on this guy. So we got a new doctor. <laughs> um, the, whoever was attending, that dude never came back, thank God. And one of the nurses who was in the room with the doctor that I had words with, and, and I had words with him, pretty heavy words, the nurse was like, I'm sorry you had to go through this. This is bullshit. I'm like, I don't care that I have to leave my job to come here and do this. I give a shit that I had to come here and do this because somebody couldn't fucking take my... Try making a fucking phone call. Well, it's not even Are a you phone kidding call. Me? Do your job. Take care of the patient. Take if care of a three-week-old baby. Yeah. You really need my signature? Right. Really? Especially... You need that? Yeah. If it was an emergent situation, they would have done it. Like... Emergent, so I didn't, not emergent. I didn't think this was a thing where they just wouldn't do it unless right. I was in the room. Yeah. Because insurance. I think So when I walked in the fucking building, I was I was hot. lit up. I was lit up. <laughs> I walked in, I'm like, what do we need to sign to get a three year old baby a blood transfusion? Like, oh well here it is. I'm like, cool. Kick that fucker across the room. I'm like, where's the doctor? They're like, oh, he's in the room, I'm like, cool. So I walked in the room, lit him up. And his mom, Gabe's mom was in the room. She was like, oh, just, you know, calm down. 
You don't have to be all this. And I'm like, get the fuck out of this room. I was talking to the doctor. I said, get the fuck out of this room. Go get me a new doctor. Do not be within my eyesight ever again. Get out right now. He left, said nothing. A few hours later, they're like, hey, so I've been assigned to do this thing. I'm like, are you a good doctor? He was like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Then we're not going to have any problems. I still wish I knew the names of all of them. Anyways. No fucking idea. Yeah. That's that's Gabe's little Gabe's Nine story. phone calls and one signature that shouldn't have had to, had to been done. And an airplane flight. And I it was on, good, though. You got to meet him. Shit. Well, no. I, I was hoping I would meet him. And it went really well. Um, they were able to do the blood transfusion. He's been fine ever since. Perfect. No problems after that. He was awake the whole, like, the most of the time. Like, when I met him, he was awake. Looked at me. Little little fucking tiny guy. Three-week-old baby with a giant bobblehead. He's always had a bobblehead. Looked like him now. I cried. I yelled. I hit somebody. He fucking deserved it. Anyway, from that point on, it was fairly easy sailing. I rolled up in there like a fucking hot rhino. I'm not gonna lie. I had to fly 2,200 miles to come up here and give you a fucking signature. I just think I'm. Are you fucking shitting me? I'm sassy enough. I don't think that I would have needed you. (laughs) They would have been like, give her whatever she needs, just shut her up. (laughs) Nope, never saw that doctor again. Well, that's our bug. So, next episode will be Zoe, and then last but not least, Ryan. Because we're doing them in order by age. We might do them as a pair, but you won't see them, like, or you won't hear them for, like, a week out or whatever. Yeah, the babies. We call them the babies. Somebody's leaving for a few weeks to go, I'm going to go, like, do my job and stuff. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to go make money and be like, do my job. You're just sad because you have to sleep with the dog. Sad because I have to sleep with Fatty Patty. Her butt smells. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wicked Stepmom Podcast. If you have a question you'd like to ask or a topic you'd like to hear about, please email me at wickedstepmom.6 at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review.